Welcome back to another episode of Girl What? I'm your host, Danielle Denise, and I'm joined by one of my beautiful girlfriends. She's currently studying to become a nurse. She's an entrepreneur, and she's the owner of the Coco Lux Couture Boutique that was previously mentioned on another podcast episode. So ladies and gentlemen, this is my girl, Niche Michelle. Hey, guys. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Don't be shy now. <laughs> Don't be shy. I'll try not to be. Niche is that girl, okay? Like, she's ambitious. She's out here making moves. And I'm just so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm so proud of you as well. Thanks, girl. <laughs> How are you doing today? Um, You know, we're just hanging out here on quarantine. Happy to have some company. Yeah. Uh, but just doing the best that I can in the midst of everything that's going on right now. You always have to stay positive and one way or another find something to inspire you or whether it's meditation, whether it's calling your grandma to check on her if you haven't talked to her in a while. Um, yeah, totally. But yes, doing the best that I can given the situation. You're doing great, to be honest. Um, it's it's a trying time right now. Quarantine is like the new normal as of the last three, four weeks. So you really have to make the best of it. And if you have the privilege to be around your family, you know, really enjoy them. Don't kill each other. Yes. Agree. <laughs> or don't kill your roommate or don't kill your boyfriend or don't kill your kids. Cause I'm sure they're probably at home driving you crazy too. The kids. I, you know, I feel for the parents. Yes. I, I am grateful <laughs> for my situation of kid free, but Oh man. Hang in there, parents. You got this. I mean, but at least with the <laughs> kids, their kids can be pretty entertaining sometimes. Yeah, they're funny until yeah. they're not funny. Yeah, so. until they don't know when to stop. Mm-mm. Also, we're drinking a fabulous wine. It's um over a uh, Riesling. It's a Riesling. Riesling. Um, I probably am gonna crucify how to pronounce it, but it is a Chateau. Uh, Chateau. Chateau de Michelle or yeah. I have to find the bottle but it definitely has Chateau and Michelle in it you look those up you'll be able to find it Chateau Saint Michelle Chateau Saint Michelle there yeah. we go it's a good brand anyway we're not even talking about that we are talking about plastic surgery because we live in LA I feel like this is the plastic surgery capital people come from all over the fucking world to get their surgeries done here yes they because do now do you think well, actually, let's get into a little bit. Niche has had a little bit of nipping and tucking. <laughs> yes, Would I you have like to had. Share? So um, as of today, I've had uh, two breast augmentations. Um, and from time to time, I'll dibble and dabble with um, Botox, fillers. That's usually my route because with the Botox and the fillers, at least that's something that's temporary Usually the Botox lasts about uh, three months and fillers, they can last, you know, six months to a year. It just really depends on your metabolism and mm. how fast you eat things up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like to keep it natural. My whole goal with plastic surgery is to improve myself personally mm. and to always aim to look as natural as possible. Like, I feel like there's nothing wrong with enhancing yourself, but 
for myself. Like I said, I can't speak for other people because some people want the blowed up, you know, duck over the top lip. Some people want that like sometimes they want that plastic look. They like that. Oh, you can tell that I had something. Done. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For me, I I just I, I like to be like, damn, like she's sexy. Like, what does she do? What does she do to herself? And I like to be able to not really figure out exactly what was done but kind of like I know there was like a few different things mm-hmm. um and yeah so I, I definitely like to keep it light but I I just feel like whatever is going to make you happy like when girls have came up to me like I've had girls in the past come up to me like oh my gosh do you think I should have like a boob job just because I had my boobs done yeah and like my answer would always be like honestly no if you have to ask if me to ask for approval, for approval yeah. then no, because that's weird. Anytime that you need to get it done or if a girl's like, oh, my boyfriend really wants me to have my boobs done. But I don't know. Like if you were doing any type of surgery, any type of physical change, like because of somebody else, then then my answer is always going to be no, because you should only change yourself physically because that's something that you truly like have been wanting you've been thinking about it for a long time when you wake up it's always on your mind and it just doesn't go away and then when you finally get it you just feel like oh oh my gosh I feel so like amazing yeah I I agree with you 100% like if you're asking other people if you think you need work done you're something's wrong right (laughs) agree bottom line but okay so fillers and a little uh, booby action. Like, is there like a maintenance or like a almost like a tune up you have to do every five to ten years? Some people they say every ten years it's recommended, but it okay. really depends. Like, you you definitely should be wearing some type of sports bra because it kind of preserves them for a longer period of time versus not wearing oh. any bra at all. Okay. Um, I'm like 100% satisfied, and I don't. I'm I'm looking into other surgeries. Hey now, <laughs> I think I'm done with the boobs. I got those right. That's beautiful. Now, okay, so let's venture back up to the fillers. Fillers, how? Okay, let's talk about the price points of fillers because I've heard all kinds of numbers, and I feel like that's just like depending on where you're going. But the fillers really price point is it like per syringe, per square inch? Like how do they measure? Yes. So generally, um. They'll give you a recommendation. If you go in telling them kind of what you're looking for, they will recommend what you need. Like, so let's say you go in and you're like, oh, I want my cheeks done. You Mm -hmm. want, you know, that high Naomi Campbell, Kim K, like, vibe, like that contoured cheekbone. Yeah, chiseled cheek. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're like, oh, well, I just, I was thinking just one syringe. They're going to tell you, well, no, you need to get at least one syringe in each cheek because it's a lot more coverage that you're trying to do. And so if you're trying to get a result and you don't want to come out walking out as if you didn't get anything, mm-hmm. you need minimum um, one syringe each side. Now, do you trust your doctor's suggestion or do you feel like you need to know almost like you need to do some research and kind of figure out? I mean, I definitely think you should always do your research regardless because I, I just think it's important to be educated on the things you're doing with yourself, because once it's done or, or once the damage is done, if yeah. there is damage done, it's a lot harder to fix than if you would have just done it right the first time. Now, OK, because you went into like the dangers like or just 
anything that could go wrong have you ever had a filler or anything that gave you issues like was the reaction okay did you feel it did it hurt like I mean for the most part I've been lucky enough to uh have mostly good experiences with uh fillers but there was this time where so some girls like will have like this like hollowness underneath their eyes and mm. they like to fill it you know like when your eye kind of has that that sunken baggy, yeah yeah and so you know this is when I have first started getting into fillers so one of my friends she had those that like sunken look and so she got the fillers under her eyes and it looked great she looked very like you know awake and just like refreshed yeah so I'm like, oh, okay, girl, I'm, let, let me try that. So I went, I got the fillers. I probably split like one syringe be- underneath each eye. And uh, that was like the worst thing I ever did. What happened? It w- Okay, so basically because I don't have that same sunken in look, mm. instead of like filling a hollow area, what it did is create like a lift two under my eye almost where it looked like I had like bags like you know when you have like those lifted bags like that looks like literally like a little bag with like oh like it was puffy it was a more puffier oh and no, it like you've been crying and like your eyes kind of right you know how people have like a bag and even some people get surgeries where because they to are now they have like a bag under their eye and so yeah. they get surgeries where they get that little fat that's under there taken out um, so that's I look like I had that when I didn't originally. Oh, no, I would be so upset. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I'm trying to reduce the bag. and You make a bigger bag. Uh, but see, the good thing is, is which is why, like, I don't mind playing around and having a little bit of fun with fillers is even with that. I just went back and um, I don't know the exact name of the the uh, the dissolvent that they put in. Mm-hmm. But with fillers, anything you do you can basically if you get lips and you're like oh my gosh these lips are so crazy I want them gone you can go back the next day well sometimes I don't recommend going back the next day because like the needle marks are so fresh you need to heal a little bit maybe come back in two weeks and then they can put the dissolvent and okay it's just like some liquid that literally magically melts whatever you put in there away instantly so okay here's like the pro of fillers and stuff like that is there's a dissolvent to undo the work but even that sounds a little sketchy because um i'm sure those dissolvent dissolvents could have like an effect where it may take too much away and now you may have some like funky like scar tissue developing who knows um i mean i think as long as you go to the right person that knows the right technique of injection it's like if you go to the doctor, you get a quick shot, like, in your arm, you're not going to have a mass of crazy scar tissue. Yeah. So it's I just think the reason why they rec- would recommend waiting two weeks is because if they just went into your lips or wherever and they had to, like, do a lot of needle marking, like, um, to inject, yeah. your lips could still be very swollen, still very sensitive from doing it the day before. So they may wait until all of the swelling goes down and then recommend, okay, now come back for the dissolvent. But right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see you being able to do it right away. Like, if you came in tomorrow, they'd be like, get, wait two weeks, girl. Yes. Like, let them settle. <laughs> and you two, might sometimes you get a mind. different result. Yeah. Right. I was about to say, you might be like, oh, you know what? These look kind of nice. Yeah, you, you may know? start to like them over the two weeks. Okay. Now for... The price point, because you said it was by syringe? Yes. Okay. Yes. So how much has uh, a filler ran you? Um. So usually on the high side, like um, if if you're in New York, 
they can probably be like seven to eight hundred. If you're in L.A., usually it's about six to seven hundred, depending on what doctor, like you mentioned earlier, depending on if you need to go on Rodeo Drive. But don't get it mixed up just because you go on Rodeo Drive. That does not mean you're going to get a different result than if you went. Yeah. To like I mentioned earlier, the Inland Empire. Um, Yeah. You have to that's it all ties back into research like you have to do it in order to make it make sense for you. Like don't just go to Rodeo and be like, oh, you're the first doctor I found. Can you do this? Oh, you're on Rodeo. So speaking of which, since we're talking about that, let's get into um, all these overly famous uh, Instagram doctors. Yes. Okay. so with Instagram comes, you know, the uprising of, you know, celebrity dentistry because veneers are hot but then also the plastic surgeon doctors have their own instagram accounts and they are booming yes but even then it's like you have to be weary and do the research on them check the reviews because you never know it's easy to look good on instagram that's for anybody so even for the doctors you really need to make sure they're legit check for certifications check for their degrees like all this stuff should be public knowledge and easily accessible so if you can't find it consider that a red flag before you make an appointment (laughs) you can get people to you can tell a whole different story than what the story actually is meaning um for an example so when you get almost any surgery if a doctor is like saying, oh, before and after, a lot of times the picture that they show before is the picture right before you got on the table, right before you were about to go to, you know, get in, you know, before you're about to get anesthesia and be knocked out. They usually have like the like the, the draw markings and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's right before. And then when they say after and I mean for boobs after for liposuction after for BBLs after for. Uh, even uh, veneers or luminaires right after. Usually the picture, the after picture is right after the surgery. Like, Mm. and so my point with why I'm emphasizing the fact that it's right after is most surgeries, including veneers, you don't really see the real long-term result until almost a year later. I know girls that have gone out the country to get their teeth done. And then like a year later, like I'll be like, oh, you have your, your you have your uh, teeth done, whatever. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I got my teeth done in Columbia, whatever. And it'll be like these weird markings where it's like mm. almost as if the veneer that was made is like a cheaper way of making it. And so like if they smoke, it may like where the veneers look a little gray or ashy. It's starting to turn Or color. where they have like. A mar- some type of like marks on it or oh. like sometimes they crack. Um, it, it's an array of issues that can come long term. Usually the issues don't come as soon as you're leaving the dentist's office. Yeah. It's perfect then. It's more, and so that's why I recommend doing your research on these social media doctors because they're showing you what they want you to see. Ask them, what is your worst case scenario? What is yeah. the biggest complaint you've ever gotten? What like... And if it was something to go wrong, what are you going to offer me to fix it to to fix this situation? Is this going to be a situation where like you're on your own and it's like, wow, you can't help me fix my (laughs) and that's problem. That's one of the complaints when I I I had like back in the days I was looking at this one doctor and that's one of the complaints that he was like a really popular uh, Instagram doctor. And basically 
the the people would say like once he got your money and he was like one of the doctors that charge a little bit more so let's say you get a nose job and let's say a nose job is generally like 10k Mm -hmm. he was like more like 13 to 15 like he charged a little bit more because because of his popularity Mm -hmm. but when i read his reviews like people weren't saying that the noses were bad but they they were saying for one he has one look so let's say if you're like an african-american girl So he just has like one look for all of his patients, like where he makes everybody's nose look like a European small little button nose. And then that cannot that doesn't work for everybody's face. Even if that's not what you were going for. Yeah, that is usually the result with him that you would get. And then in the in the reviews or whatever, people would be like, oh, as soon as like um, as soon as they get your money, they they don't want to answer the phone. Like it's all this good, great service prior. Mm -hmm. But then you go and afterwards even for your checkup appointments, they treat you and, and they were saying that they felt like they were less than. And like the reason why that this, this doctor was treating like they are less than is because the doctor probably has like all these high um, celebrities that he does. And those are the people that get his attention. But at the end of the day, if you're spending the same amount of money as a celebrity and half the time celebrities don't even have to spend the money because they give that doctor the exposure. I feel like, you should never take on more patients than what you can handle yourself. And every mm-hmm. patient is deserving of that one-on-one attention from the doctor. So it may not even be that your surgery went wrong. It may be just the neglect that the doctor gives you. So there's a million different ways, like, yeah. of how things can go wrong. Right. And then that's another thing, like, how you kind of mentioned that he, like, talks down on his patients. That's something I noticed with a plastic surgeon I was following on Instagram. He would say it in his videos with the patient right there, whether she agreed to show her face or not. He would say, and, like, literally pointing to their boobs about how, like, once she gets a boob job, she'll get a man. And I I was like, you I could. just dropped my jaw. <laughs> Like, you couldn't say that in front of me and on camera at the same damn time. I know I didn't sign that along with this uh, consent consent form, you know? So, stuff like that, I don't really care for. I don't care for the doctors that don't know how to be personal and attend to your needs. Regardless if it's an insecurity or not. Like, don't don't make me feel insecure, you know? Like, that's really, that's a shitty doctor to me. Right. I mean, you definitely want doctors like... um, um, I, I believe one of the doctors is Dr. Debro from uh, Botched. Okay. And what is the other doctor's name? Do you know his name? Dr. I don't know his name, but they're both like like a housewife that's on a show's yes. husband. Yes, they are. <laughs> House but husbands, yeah. Like the reason why I say you definitely want doctors like them is because my doctor, um, the one that I mentioned from Rancho Cucamonga, he is like uh, the president of the cosmetic board of surgery in California or something like that. That's great. So however it goes, what I respect about them is they're not in it just to take your money or just to, if, if it's something, you know, you'll see these people going on there getting three nose jobs in one year and they'll tell you, I'm not touching your nose and I don't recommend you even letting another doctor eat like, you need to have people that they put their morals and they put like the truth mm-hmm. and what is genuinely the best advice that they can give you first before they put like their show or, or, oh, well, this is another 15, 20,000 in our bank account. Like 
You right. want them to genuinely care. Um, yeah, you want them to, to attend to your needs because essentially you also want these patients to come back. So if you're literally telling them like, yeah, let's um, let's do your fourth nose job for the year and then that comes out shitty, like I probably wouldn't go back to them. Yeah. And really should have told them the truth. Like, hey, relax. Let it let it heal. Yes. We'll and talk and about that's why year. I have respect for them, even though I've never met them before. All I've ever done is like watch botch. I've seen multiple times people coming in like even girls that are like, oh, well, I want a bigger breast job. And they've already had like 10 breast jobs. I've seen them turn <laughs> down nuts. a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and even when they even when they don't turn the person down because they definitely want to help the person, uh, they still give them realistic and they, they tell them, hey, you know, we're going to do our best. This is the approach. They'll say, oh, we're going to take some cartilage from your rib or from your ear or yeah. we're going to do everything we can to like make you more satisfied and make you look more normal. However, realistically, we cannot guarantee you that your expectations will be met, that your expectations will be met. Totally. I can't emphasize enough how important it is. If you can do things right the first time to do it right the first time, because a lot of these things are irreversible, like some stuff we talked about earlier. Yeah. Was if you get a liposuction or if you get a BBL, um, which is a Brazilian butt lift, if you get those type of things and if you don't listen to the aftercare instructions like um, lymphatic massages or taking the lymphatic drops, you could end up with something called fibrosis, which to describe what that is, it's kind of like you'll see some of the girls that might get like lipo on their stomach or, you know, certain flatter areas where the skin is supposed to appear flat and smooth. But it seems like a little bit like it's like lumpy. lumpy yeah. and you don't want a lumpy ass. OK, listen to the doctor. Let's just wrap that into a, a, a note. Listen to the doctor because you don't want a lumpy ass. I feel like that's the point. And you don't want a lumpy stomach. You don't want a lumpy. You don't want anything lumpy. So if you get an area lipo, if the doctor says to do something, honestly, just do it. And don't try to cut corners. Don't cut corners. That's basically it. Realize this is a, an investment, you guys. Like, this is a lot. This is thousands of dollars of your money, of someone else's money. It's money being spent. But essentially... You are priceless, so you need to treat yourself as such. Yes. And so uh, to add to that, I feel like patience is a virtue. Um, and so since we are trying to just educate you guys on some of the different ways to go about different things when it comes to plastic surgery, I would also like to add a couple recommendations on how to uh, kind of come up with the finances to get the right situation. Okay, pause. Let's hold that for the end where we'll drop gems. So let's get into some of these bizarre surgeries that um, exist. Plastic surgeries that are a little different. The first one that I, I learned about that I honestly knew about for a while now, but honestly, I don't know anyone who has it done. It's labiaplasty. Labiaplasty is the surgical procedure that aims to reduce the size or correct the shape of the labia minora and majora. If you don't know what a labia is, that's basically the outer workings of a vagina. It's the, the lips. I call them lips. And it's the, the bigger and the smaller lips. So you can have either set 
correct I don't like the word corrected because there's really nothing wrong with the vagina. But if you are feeling that you want that work done, you can have them basically reduced to nothing. If you want a <laughs> porn star vagina. Yeah. <laughs> like or you can get them plumped that, up. That you can get that outer labia plumped up so it's like a really fat, juicy. So what pussy. do they do? Like add like fat? Like I like don't know. A, you get like a BBL, but to your pussy. Or maybe it's like a lip injection. Like maybe they're injecting it with like a filler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that people are temporarily blowing their vaginas up. <laughs> okay, I could be way wrong. I did not do my research on like what they put in. There. Oh my gosh. But it, it's a surgery that exists. Don't ask me what they do, but so if you have a skinny vagina and you yeah. want a thick vagina, if you want a fat one, then. I'm pretty sure there's something they could do. I don't know. Maybe they take lipo and inject it. That makes a sense. A fat transfer. Um, moving on. So there's another one. There is um, a nipple slash areola reduction. So that procedure is pretty clear. It's basically reducing the diameter of the areola and or nipple. You can do either one or both simultaneously, I'm assuming, but... Um, looking at my own nipples, I like mine, so I don't think that's something I want to pursue as well. How do you? But feel? I mean, I could see where people like if you have a large want to go that route because, uh, di- like I feel like as your boob grows, your nipple grows. Um, especially if you're like breastfeeding or something, I think like you're like oh, almost yeah. when you have like this massive like salami nipple, like <laughs> like not salami nipple. I mean, you want to keep it kind of pepperoni size max. You're talking about the areola, right? Yes, exactly. The nipple. The yes, well, areola. There, there's the nipple, and then the areola is around the nipple. Oh, okay. So I mean the whole dark part. Got you. Okay, so that's your areola. Yes. So you kind of like. I mean, mine. I feel like are pepperoni size. Yeah, <laughs> yours are nice. But when they get like hard, they get even more smaller. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they were like you know like this, where they kind of cover the whole boob, like it's so big, I could see somebody wanting to get an areola reduction, but. At the same time, you also don't want to have like that overly chiseled look where you can tell <laughs> that. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like if I'm going to do something to my nipples, I'm just going to do something to whole breasts. Like, yeah, it's I'm like going to get like either a deal. breast reduction or a breast lift or. But what if you could do like shapes? What if you can make your areolas into a heart shape? I definitely wouldn't. I don't know. That might be <laughs> kind of cute. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with my circle. Yeah, I like my nipples and my areolas. No complaints. At a certain point, I think when you look good, just just stop. Just just stop. Go get a facial. You have to really, yeah, and that comes from within. That's how you know people have um, never reached that satisfaction of loving themselves at the end of the day. It sounds so corny and cliche, but it really is a love yourself moment. If you don't know how to stop and oh. you just keep fucking with your nose, your lips, your face your boobs and then it's now nothing left to work with because you just didn't know how to say when it's it shows but let's get into these gems so if you're going to do plastic surgery i feel like you have to be patient um that's something niche said earlier you have to be patient because you do need to take the time to one research your doctor make sure he's certified um really check his reviews there's um websites that exist i'm sure you can google them you know doctor reviews or plastic surgeon reviews to check and 
you also need to figure out the financing, which is something I want Nish to touch on because she had a lot of good points with the financing aspect of plastic surgery because it's expensive. Yes. Um, plastic surgery can be pretty expensive, but because I continue to emphasize um, how important it is to make the right choices the first time, there's a couple different options. Um, of course, one is to, you know, just save and do it, you know, once you have the right amount. Second is you can most most doctors do offer financing with care credit. Um, and so you can build your credit. And then the other option is you can do it. You can work out with most doctors. They'll allow you to do a prepayment plan. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically let's say you have like fifteen hundred dollars extra. And so you're like, you know what? Like, I really want my boobs. You go to a consultation. You talk to the doctor and you say, hey, like, I don't have the credit and I don't have all of the finances now, but. I would like to schedule, it's January, I want to schedule my surgery for, you know, October. Um, can I put down this 1500 And then what you can do is every month you can go and put like 500 in February, 500 in March, 500 in April. And then by the time yeah. October rolls around, now usually they only, rec- they only make you have the whole thing paid off three weeks before scheduling the surgery. So if you want oh, it okay. in October, you need it to be paid off three weeks prior to that. So it's like a kind of like a layaway program. Exactly. Give them a down payment, pay it off slowly for when you're ready. Like, I feel like that's something sustainable for someone within a year's time. Aside from that, another gem is to listen. Listen to your doctor's instructions, especially for post-surgery care. I feel like that's really important on to how you want to look and just how to feel and you have to beware of the instagram doctors i feel like if you don't do research on anybody do the most research on that because instagram is very much anyone can make up who they are yes so it's very appealing but yet very deviating at the same time absolutely they could not be doctors at all like especially these ones that are in different countries right really think about it like you're traveling to an unknown area to get work done if you don't even speak the language you uh, that's a lot right and then not to mention all the things that can go wrong not because of the surgery but because of the care put into the cleansing of in the sanitation. Sure, right. Anything, and it's like if something goes wrong and you're not in a completely different country, I, I don't know what they do after that. I right. don't know if they helicopter you back to the states. I've heard or what. some horror stories. <gasps> oh my god, do you want to share a horror story? I mean, what's well, not yours? Do you want to pour some more wine? Why share my horror story? Yeah, let me pour <laughs> some more wine. Nisha's gonna share share um, a story. So one of my horror stories. Um, I've heard, like I said, I've heard multiple ones, but I'll share this one just because I, 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 I witnessed it. Um, so I, I have a friend or, well, I had a friend, let's keep that past tense that, um, however it goes, basically she wanted to go to Mexico, um, which like her parents were against everyone was against. She wanted to go to Tijuana. Um, and, and everybody that knew her was like, no, no, don't do it. I was like, no, don't do it. But she was a really good friend of mine at the time. And so I'm like, she was one of the people like, she don't care what nobody tells her. She's going to do what she's going to do regardless. 
And so I'm just one of those friends that I feel like, okay, if you're going to do it anyways, with or without me, with or without your parents, okay, with or you're going to do it with however it goes. As a friend, I want to at least be there with you just in case something was to happen. I could like be there for you throughout the process. And and once I realized she's going to go, whether I choose to go with her or not, I was like, okay, I'll go with her. So um, this lady who took her to the doctor, first of all, when we get to this hospital, I was like, oh, no, because it was like sheets that you would have at your house on on the hospital bed like this didn't even look like a hospital this looked like it wasn't even as nice as like a a cosmetic like spa like it, it was just it was it was not medical grade like I would me walking in myself I would have changed my mind walking into the door. Do you feel like it looked like a, a urgent care facility or just clinic? It it didn't even look like an urgent care or it had like these blankets on the bed that I can't explain like but you know those blankets Ooh. that are like super soft, a little bit like almost furry where it has like Winnie the Pooh or like, um, like a little it has like, or blanket. like some horses or yeah like it's like blankets that have like the characters on it that you could get in downtown like that okay and so it had all all those type of blankets were on the bed like a fleece blanket got you right and so um basically the woman who took us there her daughter was only 16 years old mm-hmm. and um she had let her daughter get the surgery and this was the second time her daughter was getting the surgery so um, her daughter had like got out of the surgery. She was definitely out of it and a little bit of groggy. But her daughter, for the most part, seemed like she survived the surgery and she did OK. Mm-hmm. So um, me and the lady, uh, because it's taking hours, her and I, we we go around Tijuana. We go get some lunch like she took me to this mall and like we're just kind of hanging out, waiting for them to get done with whatever they're doing. So I get back to the facility and I hear like this, like just screeching, like hollering type of like woman coming from somewhere. Like, I I don't even want to reenact the screams that I heard, (laughs) but it was just like, that's terrifying. (gasps) Like over and over, like a very loud, like screeching sound coming from a person over and over again. Oh, no. So as I'm talking to the daughter and the daughter is kind of coming back to consciousness, I'm like, I'm telling her, I'm like, what is that? She's like, oh, I think like they deliver babies here, too. I think maybe somebody's like giving labor in the other room. And so I'm like, oh, okay." (laughs) So a couple more hours go by um, and we still are hearing this crazy screeching sound. So finally, I'm like, well, where is? my friend I'm not gonna say her name because like I said I only say names if it's positive or if they've already kind of mentioned it themselves yes um and so so I'm like where's my friend I'm like where's you know blah 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 and um she was supposedly getting this the surgery done so I start walking around like this is a facility like I said it was no top-notch type of situation so you can walk around and kind of find what you're looking for so I, I, I find this door. It's like a metal door, but it has like a little window in between. And it's one of those doors where you can just push to come in and out. No lock, no handle. Yeah. You can just push where it comes in and out. Um, And so I see her on the table and it's 
three people on one side and three people on the other side of her. And she's screaming, trying to like lift her body up. But like it's a person like on her shoulders, in her midsection and on her feet. Holding on her side, down. Holding her down. Oh, my God. And so she was the one screaming. Yes. Oh, my God. Law, like she ends up being the one that was doing the screeching sound. And um, mm. however it goes, what happened is that she went to Tijuana. They didn't do blood work until the day of the surgery. And sometimes mm-hmm. blood work, you're, you're checking for multiple things. You're not just checking for one thing. Yeah. So however it goes, I think she had done some type of drugs, probably like um, cocaine or I don't I don't know. But <laughs> she had she had did some drugs like maybe four days prior or three days prior. Oh, wow. And clearly because they're they're taking your blood when you are in America and you go for your pre-op. Your pre-op is usually scheduled nothing less than two weeks prior to you getting the surgery because everything they're checking for, it can take up to two weeks for them to come back with the results. Right. So for her to be getting her blood work the same day of getting the surgery, that should have already been a red flag. However, um, because they didn't sense whatever was in her system, I guess when you go out of the country, you get something called local anesthesia, which is different than anesthesia. Um, You're still basically up. But you're up and you don't know what's going on. You're kind of up and you're in this like sedated. Yeah, you're sedated. Zone, but yeah. you are you're not actually sleeping. But you're not knocked out. Right. Um, and so I guess whatever drugs she had did prior to the surgery days before and the local anesthesia, I guess <gasps> together they, they had a bad reaction. It's like a bad trip. And so I guess they lipoed the front of her stomach and stuff and when they got around to uh, doing her back, basically her heart wasn't beating. So they had to like Uh-oh. resuscitate her and do that little shocking. <gasps> and I guess once they shocked her to bring her back, I guess that's when the screaming was happening. And it was like nonstop screaming for hours after. So oh they had to call God. all these doctors from all over Mexico to basically come and, um, uh, it's like, like, I forget what word balance her out basically like to get her level, like where whatever reaction she's having yeah. to where it's not having that bad, like to basically so like she stabilized, stabilized. Yeah. Exactly. So they had to bring all these doctors from around, uh, Mexico to come and try to stabilize her. And then the lady that brought her there had the nerve to say she was going to leave her there. But the doctor said, no, she's not going to be on me. Like if she doesn't make it. I, I'm no, you're not leaving. And this lady would always bring girls to get surgeries. So th- her and the doctor had a relationship. And the doctor's like, no, you're not leaving her. Like, you're staying here. Oh my and God. So, this is too sketch for me. <laughs> and so and so she stayed and eventually she got brought back to normal. But it almost even took three days for her memory to come back. Like when we were on oh, the way home, shit. like she was just like would ask questions like Oh, so like, like what happened? When are we going to be in TJ? And I'm like, girl, we already went. We already got everything. And she's like, we already did. I already got the surgery. And I'm like, girl, yes. Like, and then she's like, oh. And then like 30 minutes later, she's like, so are we almost in TJ? And I'm like, girl, you just asked me if we're already in TJ like 30 oh minutes my ago. God. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you already had the surgery. And she's like, 
oh, <laughs> I did? Like, but, and it was not her faking. She, because she, she would really say didn't it know. over and over again within a small time. Like, it's like amnesia. Like, yes. she really couldn't. And it took almost two to three days for whatever all the shit that was in her system for oh her to subside. And, and all of this experience that I went through, she didn't remember none of it. She never remembered anything that, that happened. All the trauma is on you. Yes. You literally can live. And that's why I would her. even be mad because like I, that was like one of the most scariest things that I ever went through. And like for her, yeah. it's like she didn't take it so seriously because she didn't even remember it. She didn't remember it. And this was her idea. So it's like, yes. girl, you low-key almost didn't make it. And I literally watch you almost not. Make and it. what am I supposed to tell your parents and your family? Right. We're in a whole different country. Nobody was for this idea. And now I'm with you to give. No. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? I, I'm thankful she survived that because that is that that's the bullshit you could go through <laughs> in other countries. But even I'm like, if you don't do your research either, you could. That's how shit can go left real quick. Yes. And then you don't remember it. That's that's terrible. Yes. But bless her because she's still here. And. Um, you know, still I wouldn't surgeries. wish that experience on anyone. Yeah, no. Even my worst enemy. Totally. No, yeah, that's that's a blessing. But look, it, all of this is literally tying back. Just do your research and take care of yourself. Really think it through, you know. Make sure you want this for you and no one else, too. Like, don't do this because the doctor said you'll get a man. Like, that's some <laughs> bullshit. That's not, that's not a fact. But also just really realize, like, you know, it's your body, your choice, but, like, make sure, you know, you love yourself enough to find happiness. Like, don't get addicted to this. This is not <laughs> this is not the path you want to go down. Right. But either way, it's it's a journey. So be patient as well. But yeah, um, this um, this was a great episode. Thank you, Nish. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I appreciate you, girl, for talking about your your plastic surgery journey with me. Cheers. Cheers to, you know, surgery, future surgeries to come. Who knows? Maybe I'll have some titties in the next. So what's something that you would get done? Honestly, I just want I just want some boobies. That's it. Thank you, you guys. Um, Nish, would you like for the the listeners to follow you on social media or anything you want to plug? Um, I mean, really just my business, because that's the most important thing right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, just. Coco Lux Couture um, to find all your latest fashion trends. It's new. It's black owned. Um, and I'm just the sole grinder. The, I, I do everything myself from the photo shoots. I'm the model. I'm the I buy. I, I do. Every, I do it all. She does so, it all. I mean, aside from my baby, I don't have any kids, but Coco Lux Couture is is my child right now. Yes. Yeah, so that's Coco Lux Couture dot com. And Coco Lux Couture on Instagram. Anything else of the plugs? No, this has been a great combo. Thank you, girl. And as always, um, you can follow me on Instagram, Danielle Denise LA. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave me a five star rating on Apple and a glowing review because I need all the reviews. And that wraps up for another episode of Girl What? Thank you for listening, you guys. Ciao. Bye, guys.